Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Welcome back. Welcome back to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I am excited and so happy that you're coming back and joining us for the second part of this series called What is the Correlation Between Mindfulness and Music? And to get this information from Dr. Orit Pemberton. Before we continue, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing podcast to you. And thank you, Mary Lou and Sam, my producers, for making Transition Awareness Breathing podcast available to my listeners everywhere they go. Now, without further ado, here is Dr. Orit Amy Elan Pemberton giving us some information about not just music, but silence and pause. Again, thank you for coming back. If you could uh, go into a, just a, a little bit about the different and you know the different tones, what's best? Low tones, high tones. Um, uh, I've I've found that like with with teaching mindfulness, um, I usually find kind of like a repetitive. <clears throat> I try to keep it a repetitive so that the breath can complement the the rhythm i mean am i doing something that's working and you know and it really depends also on your i guess your client your population Mm -hmm. so this is where i get a little bit more music therapy with um in in the conversation um if you're doing certain pitches for instance like singing really high ah, everybody you know when you're doing like the meditative breath um probably for older adults, it wouldn't be as comfortable to their ears as it would be, you know, doing that maybe more for a younger population of children. And so tone and sound is just, it just, it's dependent really on who your audience is. Mm. And, um, and a lot of the meditative breath, it's very monotone. It's very, you know, in, in sound. And that is just to put us at a more focused um, state because the minute we make adjustments, every adjustment is a muscle adjustment, right? Mm-hmm. In our cords and our vocal cords, and so every muscular adjustment can means you have to refocus and you have to refocus again, and it can take you out of that core if that's you know. And I, a lot of times I'll have a student focus on a certain pitch for a while, and then we make that next adjustment, focus that next adjustment, focus, and so what you're doing is actually a pretty good concept you're on the right path there with 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 people um you know if you're working with younger children you can stretch that a little bit more um there are certain pitches that they say it's very high it can create a sense of tension i guess to the body versus mm. the, um, uh, the more relaxed state of the body you know 
So I think it just depends on what you're trying, what your end goal is with that exercise. I do, I do like concentrated meditation. So we're like, that's what I was telling you that laser beam, look at that little dot on the wall and breathe in and do your hiss into that focal point, right? At the same time, I'm engaging my diaphragmic muscle and, and expanding all the muscles of my body that need to be expanded, right? Yeah. I'm also focusing the breath in my lower region of, of my abdomen, you know? And then you have what I call the walking meditation. And that's yes. depends on the student that I'm with. If I have a student that's struggling to stand still, <laughs> you know, yeah. I and walk um, basically back and forth or around my, my room, my studio space, and, and and going within the rhythm of the song, you know, being aware of your body as you're singing out. Usually I do that a lot when a student's singing higher pitches to release the tension in their body and using that movement and circulation. I've used um, just the relaxation meditation, you know, just really focusing on certain areas of your body that are causing that stress, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's the methodology of compassion meditation, yeah. which, you know, giving that love back, you know, that loving meditation, I call it, you know, where we're giving positive reinforcement to ourselves all the time by saying, you know, talking to people and saying, you know, for example, may you be healthy, may you be, have a great day. <laughs> yeah great day aren't we We are going to have a great day we're going to have a great day. we're going we're gonna to find the positive points in this day yes i you yes. know i always end my classes after giving them you know their homework assignment and all that and when we were on zoom i mean it, everyone's morale was terribly down during the oh. pandemic and i'd say but look at the bright side it is 70 degrees out and now you can all take 10 minutes and walk around your house until your next class yeah to do that in school you have to run in the hallway from class to class so there is a positive of being trapped at home you and know that self is, is helping to uncover and reveal the positive you know and because we're so caught up in our environment exactly you know? i wonder if you could talk one one um about the rest a part of music is about the pause and the rest uh, yeah. a, a lot of people are uncomfortable with pauses and quietness and the rest. Can you talk a little bit about the, how the rest is, can be incorporated in part of that mindfulness and the music? It's funny. There is an actual composition. I don't know if you know the composer, John Cage. Um, he ten, he's very, uh, what I used to call 20, 21st century modern composer, where he, um, he wrote this piece called Four Minutes and 33 Seconds. And it is the most notorious act of silence ever written because nothing is happening for four minutes and 33 seconds. Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds um, kind of deals with silence with an artistic meaning. In Japanese music, we use the word ma, which suggests the space between the sounds that a performer really has to master. Silence scares performers because that's when they feel most judged, right? If they're taking a break between breaths to inhale and exhale and get to the next point. But I feel like the silence is, um, it's, it's the most musical part of a written musical work. So Claude Debussy, I don't know if you know Claude Debussy, famous uh, during the Impressionistic period of composition. He, early, early 20th century, 
uh, late 19th century, he wrote that music is not in the notes, but the spaces between the notes. Uh, Miles Davis even said it. It's not the notes you play, it's the notes you don't play that has the largest impact. So those are the things that we essentially try to, you know, explain to the students that silence is good. Embrace the silence. Embrace when, when I'm performing on stage, if I'm not singing, the way I create that space is in my movement. Where am I going next? Who am I directing my focus to? I just finished singing to this character, and now I need to refocus into my next line of speech to the next character, you know, to the next dialogue that's going to happen. You don't want to just shut down like, and then, you know, recharge up. <laughs> moment of continuous music making through the silence and that's a hard thing for students to grasp when they're young especially you know i notice as a musician when i clinician high school kids for instance i judge a, a vocal competition here every year um in the san antonio community and it's mostly high school aged kids and and you know the pianist is playing the intro to the song and you see it's it's silence for the singer and you know heads down she's adjusting her dress doing her hair and then oh oh i have to come in <gasps> big <laughs> breath which is not the right way to breathe and then they right and i always have to write in the notes feel the music take that moment that you're in silence to set the plot and set the scene so when the pianist starts playing you're already in it so you're not Joe Smith singing, now you are whoever that character is that you are being. Or if you're just the poet singing words, put yourself in the scene. I'm in the gardens and I'm looking at my lover. You, know? you, you said a word, you are getting into the being. And I think that is a very mindful thing to get into the being. And, and that is something that that is learned. It is. I hate to say it. It comes with maturity, you know, because no musician really gets the being part unless they've lived through, unfortunately, a lot of life, right? Mm. Understand how to be in the being and how to transition, you know, with your, to be really true to your body. Again, when you're young, things come easier, <laughs> you know, you don't feel the aches and pains of aging, right? my students you know they're very very young and i find i have to use their level of experience you know if if they are upset at a friend how did that feel you know if if you lost your toy if mommy said no you know what was that like and and putting those feelings into words and then taking a moment of, of not talking and not giving in to those those distracting and putting them into words and, and knowing that it's so it's okay, you know, giving them permission to to be in that state of being because it's new to them. You're yeah. And they're primal when they're young, you know, and so their emotions tend to be more primal and then Very we aesthetic of where we teach them as they age, you know, you yeah. need to behave like this when you're angry and you need mm -hmm. to these emotions and not be like don't don't bite the kid sitting next to you you know in class and then when we get older I've noticed the cycle kind of makes full circle unfortunately as we age we lose our filter a little bit and words start to become more you know direct and and but you're right I think that's an important element it's it's okay to be in the moment and feel the self being and express that you know you don't want to bottle it as well 
so as we bring this to a close, is it, what summary would you like to, to leave our listeners with? This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much. What, what, what do you want to leave uh, the listeners with, Bernie? I want that music is a form of communication like speech that is a whole different level and but it's not it's it's both it's a level of mind and body awareness that all musicians are really having to train themselves to be in in the present in such a positive way to overcome anxieties and this can transcend into any career path that you take into any life moment that you take you can use music to guide you into feeling those emotions it's it's i always say i don't yell when i'm angry i sing it you know i sing that high note because i'm agitated right and and that's and it and it transcends it changes your emotional state of being you hear happy music it makes you happy you hear sad music it triggers something maybe sad of your past or of the present you know and so it's it's a great the one thing i've learned through this pandemic we wouldn't have survived had it not been for music i think the music was the largest form of communication during that time even though we weren't in person you would watch musicians in italy playing on their balconies right yes yes yes. i mean and just to get that emotional response it felt like everybody was together even though they still were divided by walls and i i want people to be aware that music transcends it all you know and so i guess my motto is always keep the music flowing even if you can't perform your instrument well or sing well just do it no one's judging you another mindfulness practice is non-judgmental non-judgment you know because people always feel intimidated to sing in front of me and i said no sing oh i can't match pitch i don't care sing it'll release endorphins right in left brain you want to have that creative and then you want to have the analytical left brain kind of combined together it will coordinate your mind <laughs> thank you so much Arit. i hope um everyone that after this podcast you go out and sing get some music going on and get those positive endorphins stimulated thank you so much i appreciate you for having me be sure and pick up a copy of ruth's new book tab mindfulness awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world it's not just an ordinary coloring book it features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought relaxation and creativity for anyone between the ages of four and 94 increase your positive self-talk energy unlock new creative paths transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.